Soul Wealth, wealthy conversations that nurture the soul. Get ready for an enlightening conversation that will nurture your soul and help you live your best life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Vicki Johnson. Welcome to the Soul Wealth Radio Show. I am your host, Dr. Vicki Johnson, here on 96.3 HD4 NDCRadio.gov. Here on the Soul Wealth Radio Show, we have wealthy conversations that nurture the soul and I tell you, I'm almost at 200 episodes and each conversation has been amazing. It's been inspiring, insightful, informative, illuminating in so many ways, in so many areas of our lives. And my guest today is a return guest. I love and honor and adore her. She is a voice, a well of wisdom. She is a spiritual psychologist, (laughs) educator, public speaker, and small business owner based in Atlanta, Georgia, whose mission is to help us out here in the world rebirth ourselves and our sacred success. She realized that her professional and creative commitments had a common theme, vision, strategy, activation, emergence via spiritual psychology. Known as the queen of rebirth, she has cultivated her life experience, community service, professional training, and faith walks into a spiritual testimony. She has her own testimony, tests, and triumph that required her to demonstrate her own rebirth. Now a purpose, pleasure, passion, counselor, healing educator, and entrepreneur, she leads others to her signature blend of spiritual psychology transformation, and feminine soul retrieval rites of passage programs. She's also a coach and production consultant on the Emmy Award-winning show on the OWN Network with her mentor, Reverend Dr. Ianla Van Zant's Fix My Life, where she coached and and helped produce this show that reached over 1.5 million viewers get to breakthrough. Her message, Rebirth, and emerge transform. Didn't you think about a butterfly just then? I know I did. Why? Your rebirth and reinvention, they are not a one-time event. In the corporate sector, she is a specialist in program organizational development and provided training in areas such as conflict resolution, restorative justice, and employment career preparation, beginning at Southern University and Baton Rouge to focus on elementary education. Her student journey led to mastery of the inner journey. She holds a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology and Human Development from Union Institute and University. She is also an inaugural graduate of the Inner Visions Institute for Spiritual Development, also founded by Dr. Van Zandt, and is now a master level trained life coach and an ordained minister. With certifications in various healing arts, such as Reiki, iridology, tantric massage, goddess rites, and holistic nutrition. This multi-passionate soul has served as faculty at the InterVisions Institute for Spiritual Development, associate minister at Union Temple Baptist Church here in Washington, D.C., and a board member minister at Real Life Today Church. Thus, in the marketplace, she is affectionately known as the Rev Coach. 
with celebrity clients and women worldwide. She is an author, spiritual midwife, purpose, pleasure, and passion. She has a suite of programs, coaching certifications, and services. Welcome to the Soul Wealth Radio Show again, because this Mm -hmm. is your second time here with us, LaTanya Taylor. My big, what's happening? Oh, wow. It's always good to hear yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that you had a moment of space to come back and chat with us again to just share, you know, some wisdom. How over the last year, Latanya, has your life evolved, expanded? I know that's a loaded question, right? But in light of everything that is going on, you are such a trusted voice in the world And in order for us to pour, though, we are frequently the first partakers of experiences that create that capacity. So how has life changed for you? Because it was prior to the pandemic when you were here the first time. And now you're here in the midst of the pandemic. How have you expanded? And how have you helped others to do the same? I have had to expand first with my understanding of Mm self-governance. And I see that self-governance is really what's going to be required in the next season that we are approaching in terms of the fall of one world and the rise of another. So the first phase for me had been to govern, you know, like the scripture says, govern yourself accordingly. And I dealt with my own emotions and I used everything that I had ever been taught to really decode what I was hearing and listening to and get quiet and let spirit speak to me. And and literally what happened for me is I recognized how when you're in some I won't say even when you're doing what you love, I, I do what I love and have been for a long time. But it I saw a bigger game that I could play for myself in that 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 say law that we had called um, a lockdown. Mm-hmm. That say law for me helped me to reevaluate my business. It had it helped me to reevaluate my relationships with people, what I tolerated, um, how I may have even minimized myself in order to make other people comfortable. And I just had to make some real decisions about protecting my nervous system. That's what I've been saying to protect, Mm. protecting my nervous system and holding near and dear to me, those who are traveling on the journey of enlightenment by choice, not force. And that totally became a source, like a well. And, you know, the other thing where I had to grow is it's okay to be well. It's okay to thrive when everyone else around you is not. It's like, you know, surrendering any survivor's remorse or responsibility for others and taking full responsibility for my own life and the demonstration of what that is for me. 
That was so good. I'm going to go back. I want to unpack that a bit. Um, I'll start with the last thing you said, that it is okay to thrive when others around you are not. And, you know, survivor's guilt is so common, even subconsciously, you know, we feel bad about taking care of ourselves when other people around us are suffering or struggling. What is a sure tip, right, to help someone listening right now who is dealing with survivor's guilt? Share one thing they can do to start the journey of moving through and beyond that, not getting over it, moving through it and beyond that. What is one thing they can do? The one thing that I can think of is when Jesus went to the man who was by the pool of Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Jesus did not get down and get in the bed with the man. He said, pick up your sick bed and walk. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes there in this particular environment, there is a peer pressure to join other people in their suffering, in their talk about suffering, in their commiserating suffering, in the and in the lifestyle of struggle, lack, and suffering. And in those moments, Jesus said, pick up your sick bed. Some people say, some historians say that there were other people who were around that pool of Bethesda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he told him to pick up his. And that's the kind of company that I think that we, when we make a choice to be around, there's something organic that happens where you can feel what you're feeling and be witnessed by people who have picked up their sick beds and walk and are living in that self-responsibility or in that self-discovery. And there's a certain vibration and energy where you don't get down and join them. So I think it's important to feel what you feel. But even that, um, doc, the author, Brainy Brown, talks about you do get to qualify your vulnerability for people. You don't have to give your vulnerability to everyone. And so I, so I do think that we have to be careful in, in, in terms of that survivor is not joining in on the pain. And you can feel the pain and still make a decision to feel good. Mm. To find something to celebrate, pain and pleasure, or pain and joy can exist in the in sometimes the moments apart, men are seconds apart from each other, and that's what May sang about. He was talking about the an energy, the embodiment of being able to say, "I'm grieving, but I'm making room for my for my joy," and it may be that I'm grieving for a purpose. Or I'm I'm crying because my feelings are hurt or because I'm afraid for a purpose. Let me move this energy. Let me move it. But let me also be intentional about making room for the joy. Listen, <laughs> she, we're going to share where you can connect with LaTanya at the end of this. But this is so relevant and resonant right now because grief, is like a cloud around the world. It really is. Like you, you can grieve yourself 
through the rest of your life and be stuck in that place. That's just how much pain has been unleashed in the earth. So for you to say you have to make room for joy, that you have to choose to feel your pain and simultaneously make a decision, allow yourself, give yourself permission for the joy because it is in the joy that you get strength. That is so good. So, so good. That's you so know, good. I could pull a real an, a real light example that you many of you see me living, and that is the second line in New Orleans, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. The history of the second line is is the grief. It is the it's the line behind the procession, behind the casket. But New Orleanians, like many other people who come from um, tradition, African traditions and influence, African influence traditions, even in Christianity, say you celebrate when somebody leaves because you know that not just because they're in a better place. That's how we've humanized it. But literally, we don't really have a full understanding of death. We really are afraid of death. See, we're afraid of death because we're afraid to live. And so therefore, we don't believe that 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 we are energetic beings and that we have access to other ways of being besides this human experience. So in New Orleans, you see a physical representation of the second line. The second line is the one that begins to, 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 to move to the rhythm and the beat. And it may be the slow moan of the saints go marching in. It's the slow, it starts out slow. Uh-huh. But when the tubas and the drums begin to move, that's medicine. That's the drum is medicine and the dance is medicine and the song is medicine. And so when I start to move from grief and then I start to let my body jerk and my, my feet move, it's the same thing as the shout in the church. But now I'm now doing it for a purpose to celebrate and lift the energy, not just of me, but of the dead. Oh my God, that is the power of the second line. Wow. Somebody's going to YouTube right now looking for a second line because, <laughs> you know, everybody's not familiar with that culture. A lot of people are and a lot of people are not. Mm-hmm. Yet the way you just broke that down is so powerful because it's something that you can experience, you can create, you can embody that and you can understand that you have the power. We each have the power to make our own medicine, to make our own medicine for our souls. Like when you said we're afraid of death because we are afraid to live, listen, that's a sailor moment right there. (sighs) Y'all take a deep breath. And, And that is the paranoia, the panic, fear of what we're currently in, you know, in this in this pandemic. How do we protect our nervous system? I think you just gave us a prescription. Dance, sing, the drum. But what are some other ways we can protect our nervous system? Uh, through aromas, um, mm-hmm. through aromatherapy, through color therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, in the West, we have been, we have, we've put the color black on things, right? You know, and, but once again, when we really study who, who traditional people were, they did not put the color black on death. 
they put the they they lifted it in white. And mm. so I so there are we have signs all around us of how to do it, but a lot of times we are moving on automatic and in survival mode, so we're not paying attention. So now when you're off of survival mode, what do you do with your time? Can you be with yourself? That's the first thing. But I, I, I would I would also say in terms of protecting our nervous system, sometimes when you slow down, like, you know, even I had discoveries about things that I needed to do to be OK with being still. Yes. Is like literally just building increments of being OK and telling yourself it's OK that I'm I'm sitting. It's OK that I'm I don't do anything tonight today. It's OK that I take a nap. So first dealing with the mind chatter, because that's going to be the first thing that shows up and then being able to respond to it. So a lot of times we just believe the chatter. We never challenge the chatter. And so I would say that the, the first thing is, is your own personal practice. And then these other things are tools to help remind you. So if I have on a, a citrus aroma, a citrus aroma is going to take me into a higher vibration is going to take me higher. If I want to wake up my energy, I might want to put on some peppermint or spray peppermint in my house. That's another thing is bringing order to our space. What does our our space look like, feel like? What does it smell like? So bringing some order to be able to make your space a sanctuary that you want to stay in or an entertainment center that you enjoy sharing company with like minds. So that I would also recommend conversation, less internet texting and stuff, but literally to pick up the phone and hear another voice or use technology to, to connect and not to avoid. Mm. I'm going to say that again. Yeah. Use technology to connect, to leverage connection versus to avoid connection because we make a lot of assumptions in life. There are a lot of conversations that we have not had and we need each other. This whole idea in the West of being so independent that you don't ask for help. There was a sister in our tribe who reminded me that there is no badge of honor in saying I didn't ask anybody for help. So that's the other thing is vocalizing what your needs and your boundaries are once you have created them. A lot of times people violate our boundaries because we've never created, we've never communicated that we have them or are made of requests that we want them to honor them. And so I think that those are ways that we can protect our nervous system from the physical, of course, our diet, by the way. I mean, there's so many gurus out here for you to look at in terms of your diet. Right. But but taking supplements, many of us are magnesium deficient. Many of us have undiagnosed ADHD and anxiety. I'm me being one in terms of anxiety. And I was talking to a good, good friend the other day to give you an example. And we we call each other lifers, kind of like you and I. You know, we call each other lifers. And she affirmed that in a conversation but had we not had that established, our relationship could have been affected because even on her journey, she's discovering places where she literally her nervous system was shot from the trauma that she had experienced in her life. Therefore, she had no words to communicate it, but behavior showed up. And we were, this is what we said. This is the key part. 
she's still responsible for the relationships that were affected when she didn't know. Mm. Sometimes we also need to clean up the, the when we didn't know what we didn't know to be able to, to heal relationships so that during a season like this, you have a safe place to have a conversation. You have a safe place to go and to just be yourself. And those places, especially for those who are in ministry, leadership, executive positions, influencer positions, a, a space where you can be all things and nobody's judging you. That heals our nervous system because we can relax. It also is a direct connection to our immune system. Yeah, yeah, I'll take a deep breath. Isn't this good? I know. You're welcome. I know y'all are just saying, thank you, Vicki. This is so good. You're welcome. Because this is what Soul Wealth Radio is about. Wealthy conversations that nurture the soul. And now more than ever, we need strong immune systems. And frequently we go to medicine, like pharmaceuticals first. And the truth is, it's it's so much more than taking a vitamin C tablet, right? It's getting out in the sun. It's being around people who nourish you in a way that is safe and sacred. I love that you just said, you know, sometimes we need to go back and clean up our relationships that may have become or became collateral damage of our trauma, you know, when we were unaware of of what was going on. And I can transparently and vulnerably say, you know, I'm so glad that we had the opportunity, you and I, to do that because I, I was unaware of a lot of things. You shared some things. And, you know, the Bible says that a friend loves at all times. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say in this case, a sister is born for times of adversity. But had we not had the nudge and then agreed with the nudge to have conversations that were uncomfortable, honestly, we would not be available to each other now in this time of global crisis mm-hmm. to not only stand shoulder to shoulder, but to support each other and then undergird one another as we're available and sharing our gifts with the world. So you and I literally, Vicki Latanya, we, we are literally an example of, of what you just said. And when you're in, when you're in the crack, it doesn't feel good. It does not feel good. And ego can get in the way, not wanting to face it. Because, you know, the truth is sometimes abnormality, once it becomes what you're used to and familiar, some people choose to just stay there. (laughs) I remember when I was, you know, recovering, I'll say, after a life incident and abnormal was my normal. So normal was uncomfortable to me. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn how to, like you said earlier, get comfortable being with me in stillness, without the chaos, without the arguing, without the conflict. And we're so baptized in chaos all around that sometimes we can't tell the difference. 
is that my stuff? <laughs> what is that? Their stuff or the world stuff. Or so to your point, sometimes you do have to turn off the noise, the television, social media, pull away, get out in nature, spend time around people that affirm who you are. This is so, so good. This is so good. I love the part of getting out in nature because that's important for both our immune and our nervous system. And I know that that many people took the lockdown to another extreme where they stayed in air conditioned air. But I can tell you when I lived abroad, that was one of the one of the most amazing things. And there was no pandemic when I chose to, to move abroad. I didn't even realize that really, in many ways, the grind and the hustle how it literally detaches you from being human. I, I, I really mean that, that many of us have become little machines, little producers. And when I got, when I took that moment, even to, to live abroad and to see how other people were living and connected still to the, to nature and how I didn't really need an air conditioner, how I needed to the chlorophyll, you know, to, to because the chlorophyll in the air is is very healing to us, and how you could go near salt water to a beach, and yeah. and have have energies lifted off of you that you don't even know. So that's why sometimes you go to the, to the beach, sit out in the sun next to that salt water. It's cleaning and clearing you. Why? Because those of you who are afraid of crystals and calling things witchcraft, if I might be direct are the very things in nature that are healers that let you know you're the medicine. You're the biggest crystal on the planet. You are the medicine. You're the crystal. Charge yourself. Put yourself in the sun. Clean yourself. <laughs> you're the biggest crystal there is first. And everything on earth is a representative, is an extension of you. Yeah. And if I might add there, because we're wrapping up here to your last point about you are the crystal. I am the crystal. Charge yourself. Charge your soul. If you believe something different, and many do, and this is not a judgment statement, it's a challenge statement. Who told you that? That is what started my journey to self-discovery, self-awareness, self-mastery. Where did you get that from? Do you believe that because somebody told you to believe that? Have you studied? Have you done your own research? And then a lot of people want to reference the Bible, right? And we're going to close with this. And the Bible has tremendous value. I'm an ordained elder. I preach, teach, love the Bible, read the word all the time. My question is, what did our ancestors do before the Bible existed? How did they connect? That is where my journey started. That is what led me on the path to asking questions, getting answers that produce more questions. And so I've just offered to you at this time to open your heart, open your mind. I'm not telling you what to believe because it's an individual journey and we all have to be critical thinkers for ourselves. But thank you for saying that, Latanya. I feel like it just gave some people permission to explore. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you will know you're on the right path because you will feel it in your body. To your point, Latanya, you will feel it. You will know. Yeah. You will know. Thank you so much. 
<clears throat> this is good. How can our listeners connect with you, follow you, take a class, get a consultation, become a client? How can they join your community? Appreciate that. Everything uh, that you just mentioned can be found at latanyataylor.com. My name, latanyataylor.com for any consultation, speaker request, even just uh, connecting to free communities, free resources, a master classes, digital study. I have an entire suite called Rebirth University, which is about rebirthing yourself. And I also have a special uh, release that I'm doing called the 12 Steps to Religious Recovery, because that's a part of my testimony and my rebirth. And Latanya is L-A-T-O-N-I-A, latanyataylor.com. Thank you, Latanya. This has been incredible. Listen, you can also visit my website, vickyjohnson.com. I am on most social media platforms at all things Vicky. Vicky is B-I-K-K-I. So wealth is your birthright. It is your inheritance. So go out into the world, live with passion, live on purpose, be intentional, vocalize what you need, make space for order in your life. So many rich, rich nuggets shared in this conversation today with Latanya Taylor, aka the Rev Coach. Go out into the world, live full so you can die empty. Until next time. You've been listening to Soul Wealth, wealthy conversations that nurture the soul with Dr. Vicki Johnson. Soul Wealth is not just a brand. It's a lifestyle of vision, compassion, authenticity, abundance, and legacy created one conversation, one choice at a time. For more information, visit VickiJohnson.com or click on soulwealth at dcradio.gov.